Welcome back to episode 208, uh, Two Drunk Brothers in the Podcast, chugging right along. We've got, the three of us will be here, Ethan joining us here in a little bit. Uh, we're getting started without him for the first little bit tonight, but we've got uh, a full fantasy football episode coming your way, so maybe if you, I hope you haven't done your drafts yet, but... Maybe we can get you can get some uh, tidbits and information from us about your draft, and then we're going to or we're going to kick it off with some conf- conference realignment talk. Uh, but before that, Jarrett, how's it going? Been a couple weeks. What are you drinking? I am. How, hold on a second. I bought this new whiskey at Costco when I was there because it looked cool. Like I know nothing about whiskey, but let me go grab it and tell you the name. <laughs> Twelve hours later. All right. So I bought this stuff at Costco. Anytime you go to Costco, you got to take a, you got to peruse the, the liquor aisle. Like even if you don't buy anything, you just got to see what's there. I just so go to Sam's, so, but I do the same thing. But this is like this key was like attached to it, so I had like pull the key out to like rip the rip the seal, but it's it's got a cork. It's called Blade and Bow. It should uh, make you put the key in to open it. I know. It's it's from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Ninety proof. It? It's really fucking good. I'm drinking it with some Dr Pepper Zero. Sorry for all you. You should drink. It. You should take. You should take a, a swig of it. It's neat right now. Off the rip. Doesn't have to be big swig. Just a nice little cleanse the palate. Bro, pretty good. See, that's what I told you. Now you just need really a large smooth. ice, large ice ball, and just drink it on the rocks. No, thank you. That's not for me. There's certain men that's meant for, and that man is not me. Gotcha. But well, that's what I'm drinking tonight. That's fair. I've, I'm only good for about a half a one, and then the last half I just have to take like a shot because I'm just like, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't sit here and sip on this. So much, much better with ice in a in a Dr Pepper Zero, Coke Zero, Coke Cherry Zero, whatever. Fair enough. I am drinking the Blue Moon Light Sky, uh, the citrus one, the citrus wheat one, only because mom, mom get you hooked on those. No, mom bought them. She <laughs> she came yeah. over on Saturday and watched the kid with me while the wife was out and about with her mom. And she was like, "You got any beer at the house?" So I was like, uh, "None that you'll drink." So she brought some over, brought a couple twelve packs over, and left one here. So. She said, I'll give you this one. I was like, all right. Sweet. I will drink it. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's, it's the best beer. What? Free beer. Free beer. Yes. Yeah. And it's cold, so it's even better. Free and there cold. There you go. Cold, free and cold. Um, Can't beat it. So <laughs> with that being said, before Ethan hops on, me and Jarrett, we were chatting a little bit about conference realignment before we started recording. I was like, let's not dive too deep into this and let's get uh, our, our – th- actual thoughts live on the pod. So I'll let Jarrett kind of start the conversation and we'll go from there. Yeah. So um, obviously commentary alignment, let's date back to when it like really first started whenever Mizzou and Texas A&M left the big 12 back in 2012 to join the SEC. And uh, this has been in the works and here's Ethan right now. We'll just go into Adam right now. Ethan's joining Ethan, we just kicked it off. We're talking about conference alignment. So, oh, before you kick it off, oh, what are yeah. you drinking? Well, fuck me, boys. I was drinking. Um, I'm on my fifth uh, Bud Light. Not even drinking. 
I mean, I'll go grab a goddamn whiskey and Coke right now. I mean, you're on your fifth Bud Light. Yeah, see that rainbow flag in the back. Fuck yeah! (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Uh, Um, But I will. uh, I will. The only thing I got in my fridge right now is whiskey Coke. So I will probably go grab that here in a second. I just wanted to hop on because I didn't know where you guys were in the uh, in the just just started. Just started. He's frozen. Beautiful. (laughs) There he is. There he is. He's back. So conference realignment. So basically I want to talk about it because it's, it's a hot button issue right now. Um, I feel like Travis, Travis has the same thoughts and feelings as Mizzou's head coach does on it. Um, Or probably very similar. Cause I think the travel is a gigantic issue, especially when we talk about teams joining the big 12 that are on the West coast. They're going to travel to West Virginia. Um, And like Eli drink once made a great point. He goes, football's fine. Like you travel on the weekends, but like, what about these kids that are playing basketball and baseball during finals week and stuff like that? So I get that's a bad aspect of it. You know, um, don't not much you can do now because what's done is done. And as of 2025 right now, the Pac-12 will have four teams. So they got to do something. That's that's the thing, too, that I kind of am thinking about. Even so, like, you nailed, nailed the uh, hammer on the head there with what I was thinking in terms of travel. Uh, but then – on the, on the football aspect side of things, like you're really, you're really limiting like teams that are going to be able to have long-term success. So like n- before who Cincinnati, I guess, got into the playoff, it was like no team outside the power five had ever made it. Now it's like, oh, it's never going to happen ever. Which is fine with me. I'm okay with that. I think, that, I think this will, this should lead for a quicker College playoff expansion in football, like bigger. Well, they are expanded in 2024, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, but I think but, it could be bigger than eight. But continue. Yep. Yep. And the only thing I was going to say is because I was I was hoping I'd hop on while y'all were still talking about this. Um, I didn't know if you guys had heard Drinkwitz's comments. I kind of figured you had, being Mizzou fans, being like being in the news well, and understanding freaking, that. Was it ESPN but, that put it on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, the big talking point that I wanted to make is Drinkwitz has said a lot over the last nine months, and a lot of his comments are taken with criticism. This is one of the few times I feel like his comments have been taken with like acceptance and like you're right. Like this is this is something that this dude has actually said that is on point um, because he's not wrong. And Jerry, you you touched base on it. Like travel is a is a big thing, but also just like these teams that play multiple games away from home and and namely and what drink talked about was baseball and softball if you're running and you have to have a three-game series in oregon and you're rutgers like you're away from school for three days you might get back at 5 a.m and you might have class the next day and it's not like these kids are making tens of thousands of dollars like these football players are these basketball players um realignment i, I get it it's happening and it's money driven and it's money driven for the schools in particular um, but you're ruining a lot of college kids' futures, at least in the immediate. Maybe in the long term, because kids will decide where they want to go, what I'll they want to do. But in the immediate, for kids who are already in these programs, you just ruin some of their future. Yeah. Hello, transfer portal. But I think it's going to have yep. a massive effect on recruiting because you got to think about school, like yep. conferences like the SEC. People are like, I want to go there because it's more condensed. Like the yep. max you have to travel is like from Columbia, Missouri to Gainesville, Florida, Gainesville, and that's it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then but when you're like, okay, if I'm gonna go play in the Big Twelve, I and I have the list of teams pulled up right here because I, I honestly lost track. But like the Big Twelve, oh shit, I I play in in, in Utah. Oh my God! I have to travel across the country to go to West Virginia for three days as a softball player or a baseball player, or traveling on as a you know for a Tuesday game for basketball. Like that shit yeah. is never any fun. Um, I do like the idea of condensing the conferences. I think us getting away from having the five power fives because let's be all honest, we always have one weaker one every single year. It's usually the Pac-12 or the Big Twelve. There's like just weaker than the other three or four. Um, I do like that aspect of it, but that's my biggest thing with it. Is is I don't know if the geographies make 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 a ton of sense. And on the flip side, this might sound a little bit harsh. But I don't know how many uh, athletes. I'm sure, there's some. I don't know how many of them are majoring in uh, things that are ultra tough. So travel and school aspect probably isn't going to be as effective as it probably just going to be like mentally drained, but yeah, that's not that hard. Yeah, for sure. Uh, All right. Uh, Where were we before my internet and computer just decided to absolutely shit on myself? We're just talking about, you, you said the kind of how like, you know, like the, a lot of these athletes don't major in something that's super difficult. And that is sure for like football and basketball. But we're talking more about the kids like baseball, softball, who actually don't plan to do that long term. Um, yeah. So like I and I I'll give you an example. Like I work at George Mason right now. Right. Um, and I get that's not a power five. I'm not talking about the school itself, but we have a couple of swimmers who actually work for us. And one of them is getting their degree in chemical engineering. And so like some of those, some of those lesser, I don't want to say lesser sports, but like sports that aren't generating as much revenue, let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're getting degrees that aren't. um, And I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at sport management because we all have degrees in that sitting in this room right now, but they're getting degrees in sport management. So (laughs) um, listen, so like, yeah. Easiest shit ever. Okay. Yeah. So it was, like, my grad school was the easiest fucking time of my life. I'm going to be honest with you. So let's, I wish my, I wish I could say the same. Um, let's, let's recap <laughs> conference realignment here. Um, just for everyone. Cause like before I sat down for this podcast, like I did not, I, it was all confusing. So the sec is pretty easy. No one's leaving Oklahoma and Texas join next year. The yeah. big 10, no one's leaving. So the big 10 is currently at 14 schools. The Big Ten will grow to 18 schools next year when they add Oregon, USC, UCLA, and Washington. Um, Pac-12 obviously is going to lose a lot. Um, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Oregon, USC, um, UCLA, Utah, and Washington all leave the Pac-12. The Big 12 is adding four new schools this year, which I didn't realize, which I'm pumped about. BYU, Cincy, Houston, UCF joined the Big 12 this year. Then next year, it'll be Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. Ironic that Colorado comes back to the Big 12. I find that fucking hilarious after leaving um, whenever Mizzou did back in 2012. And then those, like, the really the big ones. Oh, the ACC. Um, did I mention the ACC yet? No. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think they're really uh, – this. the way this, this article has it lined up, they, like, spell out the name of the entire conference – so I have to like fucking scroll to find it, but so, I don't think they're like. To my knowledge, anybody. nothing has happened yet, but I, th- I there are talks that Clemson and Florida State are leaving or they're trying. Yeah. To I've leave. 
for what comes to Florida State. I don't know. SEC. They're going to go to the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's it really sucks for whatever teams in like the Big Twelve and Big Ten get stuck with those West Coast teams. Like that's going to suck. Yeah. You know what also sucks to me is. One, the the Pac-12 teams that are left. Like, that just sucks. Like, you, you got to figure it out. I'm sure they will. It is what it is. Um, but just also, like, the Big Ten is fucked. I, the Big 12, yes, has some stretch games like West Virginia and Utah. But the Big Ten is just fucked all over the board, in my opinion, regionally. I, I love the idea of, like, expanding conferences and kind of, like, shrinking down how many conferences we have. But it sucks that it wasn't regionally. Let's put it that yeah. way. Like not having like a Southwest conference or Southeast conference like we currently do, but like keeping it Southeast, like a Northeast conference, uh, West coast conference. But like, maybe you add some teams that you were looking to kind of expand your, your yeah. horizons. I don't know, but I get it was a money grab. So that's, that's not the point, right? Big Nobody cares grab. about fucking region. People just care about the money. So the, the travel we touched on, but let's talk about the Pac-12. So as of 2025, the Pac-12 will have four teams left. That's not going to happen. They're going to go and grab some teams. Problem is, a lot of those West Coast teams, the big ones, BYU, stuff like that, have already jumped ship. So off the top of your head, like what, West. Are some, what are some schools that the Pac-12 could add? Um, Fresno. Fresno. Okay, so Travis Colorado so you, State. It's gonna be small teams. Like we, so, we know this so, or small so Tra- schools, Travis mentioned it. I think the Mountain West just needs to merge with the Pac twelve. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, UNLV. 11, there's eleven members in the Mountain West, Air Force, Boise, Colorado State, Fresno, Nevada, New Mexico, S- San Diego State, San Jose State, UNLV, Utah State, and Wyoming. And then hear um, me and, out in Hawaii. You call it awesome. the Mountain Twelve. Well, it actually, so if they, if they took the 12 football, because Hawaii is a football only member of the Mountain West. So you lump Hawaii in there. There's 12 Mountain West schools. You throw them in with the four Pac 12 schools. You have a 16 school conference for the Pac 12. Um, I don't think they could, but at that point in time, if you merge with the Mountain West, you could no longer be considered a Power Five conference. So no way. Well, I mean, then not we're be looking at a Power so. Four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, but can you guys come on? Can you take those twelve teams, add them to uh, what? Are, what are going to be the four teams left in the Pac-12? Uh, Oregon State, Stanford, Cal, and Washington State. You can't just add those twelve teams to those four teams. And uh, this is a, this is a power conference because it's not. Oregon State and Washington State are getting boned yeah. hard, yeah, hard man. from this. That's what sucks. They're so going to have to go somewhere. Stanford, Stanford never hasn't really been relevant in the last. Well, here's nah, here's nah, my nah, thing, nah. and it's not it's not going to be an immediate thing, but like they could still be a Power Five conference. It's just going to take some time because if you if you generate that name in some of those schools, money will come because you're still going to have TV deals that they're going to try to make with some of those West Coast schools that other schools will get looped into. It's not going to be overnight, but some of those st- schools with those TV deals, the money coming in, the recruiting will go up. You might see teams like. Fresno State, UNLV have a stronger program in five, six years. But again, that's going to take some time. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at schools like UTEP, who's had some success recently. They could look to jump, even though they just went back to D1. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's, well, it's going to be tough. USA. Yeah, Conference USA. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
we're just getting to, to the point where they're like soon every conference is going to have like 20 teams. It's like, geez, which I hate. And I, I, I well, get condensing, but I just don't like it. It just doesn't make well, sense. Well, at some point in, in football, if that's what's going to be the case, you're going to have to get rid of non-con games. Yep. Which I yep. think, I think that that's what we're moving towards. And I like, I personally hate non-conference games because like it gives you a false sense of security. I'm sorry. Then ha- if, if you if we're getting rid of non-con games, then maybe have two like scrimmage games, where before the season your team goes to get those get those game reps in against the Citadel or whatever, run up the score, pump your dick up, make you feel good. I've always hated non-con games, especially as the years have gone. I was like, on. how can you get excited for those, especially in football? Like yeah. honestly, in any sport. Like I'm saying, like I mean, like the games the games that I can go to for Mizzou right now, like is earlier on in the year. Those are easier ones for me to go to. And they're all games I don't give a shit about. Like even the game with the dome against Memphis, I'm like, cool, man. It's fucking Memphis. Like, it, you know, it'd be sick is Mizzou, Arkansas, at the dome or Mizzou, fucking Tennessee. Oh, at the dome. Yeah. Well, I'm talking if, if we, if we moved away from, uh, from, moved up, moved away from yeah. yeah so that was, you know, that was going to yeah. be my point is like, as where we're at right now with non-con games. Yes. It is going to suck, and it would never happen, but it would be like it'll suck to not have the option if it goes to just all conference games of playing a team like Mizzou, Kansas, or Mizzou, Illinois, or like throwing a non-con game in there, Alabama versus fucking Ohio State. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. It would never happen, but it'd be Yeah, but maybe they're like it was. Yeah. Maybe maybe in that regard, then, okay, then then we're talking about this. Okay, we're talking about this, so. I say one or two, because I think with these expanded conferences, you get these 16, 18, 20 team conferences. I think you can theoretically get rid. And actually, never mind. It it would warrant more of a conference championship game than not prior. But you know what would be? Add add a week uh, and do it and do two two non cons and then then a, a 10, 11 week conference schedule. You know what would be a cool rule, and I don't know if you'd be allowed to implement this just with, like, college rules and things like that. It's just, like, if you had a non-con game, it had to be Power 5 if you're a Power 5 school. If you're a Group 5 school, yeah. it has to be a Group 5 school. Like, yep, you know? I agree. And then we need to, we need to make bowl games for non-Power 5 game t- teams. Like, there's a lot of things that could be done. I think we're slowly shifting towards that. You know, the old school, hey, you went 6-6, six and six, you get to go to a bowl game. Her, that's a great season is going to go by the wayside very, very quickly. It's nice. Cause we're, uh, you know, Mizzou fans, but if we were like, a fan of like your Stanford or Oregon state or like, uh, I'd, be I'd, be, I'd be pretty pissed. <laughs> I'd be pretty pissed. That would suck. Mizzou is very fortunate. They left at the right time when they did to go to the yeah. best conference of football. So that is a conversation alignment. Those are our thoughts. So um, if you have other thoughts, let us know. But let's jump into fantasy football. So in the years past, we used to do this in two parts. We used to break up the position groups. This year, we're just going to blow all through it because we got a few other pieces of content coming up. Travis and I are going to be on next week talking UFC while Ethan hangs out in a hotel, get ready, get ready to move back to Missouri, and then we'll jump back into – our gambling stuff because then we have week zero and college football and you know it, it all happens it all happens so fucking fast it all happens so fast my um they just got so hard it hit my I desk know. i know <laughs> so fantasy football you know what preview. Yeah. we're starting with kickers boys that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's not no kickers no kickers no kickers so today we're going to talk Damn about it, you guys you guys didn't tell me that's all i had prepped 
QBs, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and rookies. It's, that's something new we've never done before in the past. So we have a few different talking points on each position group that I kind of outlined today. So QBs. So one thing we're talking about quarterbacks, we're going to go by ADP, average draft position, for, for all you newbies of fantasy. Um, what is a top five ADP quarterback that you guys are staying away from? I think we all should have to say Me, same. me, me. Yeah. It's because I don't want to get stolen. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yes. Um, he is the fifth quarterback uh, and 33rd overall. But past two seasons, he's only played 12 games, so not necessarily been the most healthy guy around. His rushing is, was what made him a fancy threat like all those years. Last year we saw a dip in attempts even from the previous year. Uh, he's only managed three rushing touchdowns. You have to think they invested more in their wide receiver group. They have a healthier running back room, so that number is going to take a hit again. And his passing numbers are just not there. Um, but did, did they invest in their wide receiver group, though? I don't. I don't really. They signed OBJ, Lottie fucking da. That that doesn't get me excited. A little more. No, this doesn't get me excited. But what I'm saying is that that's going to take away from his running uh, a little bit yeah. and try to get some him more involved. Um, if you throw out his rookie season, because those numbers, I mean weren't great obviously last year was his lowest in passing yards and his second lowest in passing touchdowns yeah that's what uh, that lamar jackson's my pick too since he won the mvp in 2019 he's literally had declining numbers in every single category across the board year over year um they lost hollywood brown they lost a lot of the other weapons that he liked yes they added obj but Something tells me that they're not going to click. Like it's like they're either going to like start off on a great note and get, get along great, or they're going to have a couple bad games. OBJ is a bit of a diva, Mister. I punched the fucking field goal net. Um, so, and they're not going to get along Love that round though. Ten he nine did. round, ten nine round. OBJ um, <laughs> left hook, but. I, I that's my pick too. Like I've never been a Lamar Jackson stan. And anyone who listens podcast know that me and Travis have been dogging and ragging on Lamar Jackson for years. But I think the Roosters have finally come home to roost. And uh, yeah, it's just I would avoid him at all costs. If you draft him, best of luck. That's all I got to say. Ethan, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so he was my first thought, but I I had a feeling that at least one of you were going to go with that. And so I wanted a couple of different talking points. Um, I don't hate those at all because that was my initial thought process. I went with Josh Allen. And the only reason, the only reason is because of how high he's being drafted right now with as to where I would feel comfortable taking a quarterback um, outside of like Patrick Mahomes. Um, and we'll get to that talking point in a second, but he's, he's being drafted right now in the second round. Yeah, he's being drafted in the second round. And I, I just can't convince myself that taking Josh Allen with a second-round pick in fantasy football is worth the value of as good as a talent as Josh Allen may be. His, his yeah. wide receiver room outside of Stephon Diggs does not impress me. I know he had the quarrel with Stephon Diggs early in the season. Apparently that beef has been squashed, um, so I can't really use that as an excuse. But we'll see what happens exactly. Like we'll we'll see if that truly is something that has been worked out on the field. Um, but but ultimately, it's just like I can't take him with a second round pick, third round pick. No. We'll, we'll we'll talk we'll talk shop. Second round pick, I don't know. If all my, but just throwing this out there, all my calculations and stuff that I'm going to mention is based on a half PPR and ten man. League because if you're in yep. more than a 10, yep. then you're not human. 
<laughs> yeah. So, no, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not horrible. I I mean, I don't think he's going to be bad, but to draft him in the second round, you're definitely compromising some of your other positions. I think he's got so much hype. And I actually, and Ethan, you talk about fantasy-wise, like he, he may be a, a great quarterback and win you games. And I'm just pulling this out of my ass. I heard it on a podcast. But he's like turned the ball over or had turnover opportunities, like a point like where he's fumbled the ball and someone's recovered on his team. Or like, you know, it's like it was like 50 something times in the last two years where he's like yep. fumbled or thrown an interception. He's very careless with the football and that doesn't bode well for fantasy points. Um, I. I am surprised that Jared didn't pick that because I would be hard pressed to find another human being on this planet that is a bigger Josh Allen hater than Jared. Um, I can't stand. Josh I have Allen. to. <laughs> I have to say this too. Just, just fucking missed the cut, and I mean, just missed it because right now he's ADP six among QBs. Uh, Justin Fields is not going to be a top ten quarterback this year. You can fucking book it. I, I. I, I won't bet an ass tat because that scares me now with how close Travis was last year. Close. <laughs> I wasn't close. I have to get one. I still haven't. It, it oh shit, you're right. Um either way, yeah. I would bet do it. I, I don't I don't even know Pussy. what I would bet, but no, sorry, sorry, can't do it. But either way, he's not he's not gonna be a top ten quarterback. I'm sorry. It's not ha- I don't care about his running. I don't. I don't care about that's his not that's, running. Running is not a longevity thing in the NFL. You do not want no. a quarterback to be a runner first. Like but this, I mean, this but no, yeah, I don't but need to be a longevity. I need to be yeah. a quarterback for seventeen games. Yeah, that's, yeah that, and that's that's why I'm that's why I'm hesitant. But I'm just like, I can't see it. But that that doesn't even that doesn't even translate to a seventeen game season. We saw it last year. He got hurt last year. So I I I, I, I agree with you there. But he's just, he's just he's just outside. So. Let's go with a sleeper quarterback. This is outside of top 10 ADP for quarterbacks, which if you're in a 10-man league, that means you can find a guy late in the draft, be the last one to pick. Don't fucking fall for that quarterback carousel whenever Joe Blow picks Patrick Mahomes at number eight and then somebody else picks Mahomes, Allen at 10 and the quarterbacks start to fall. You can be like, you know what, fuck this. I know this. I'm going to sit back and wait. I've Who's got one that you could probably get – like as the last quarterback picked off the board. I bet you. I bet you have the same one. Then does his name start with a D? Nope. His name yeah. is Jared Goff. Ooh. So he is the 17th quarterback, the 116th overall pick. Um, the reason I pick him, his leap from year one in Detroit to year two in Detroit was night and day. He had his second highest passing touchdowns in his career last season third highest passing yards of his career and a career low in INTs. Uh, If they're supposed to be the contenders or, you know, running for the division, like everyone says they are, I would hope that he could do big things for this team. They have basically the entire offense returning just about outside of maybe a couple of smaller pieces running Um, back, added a big running back. Uh, But outside of that, Amon Ra, um, Marvin Jones and, Jamison Williams. So say eventually yeah. Jameson Williams. big things. Yeah. I love that pick. I, I mean, golf, we, everyone forgets golf went to the Super Bowl. Whether or not he was carried by a defense, he's been there. So people forget that. Um, mine is a guy a little bit lower than that. And it's, this is, I'll, I will say this. I'll put an asterisk on mine. Mine's a guy that I would not draft my starting quarterback. But if you're the last guy to pick, to pick a quarterback in your league, like you pick, 
you know, Tua or Aaron Rodgers, and you're like, ah, I'm not really sold on these guys. I need a, I need a backup. I need somebody on my team. Brock Purdy, he's the number twenty ADP quarterback right now. I'm and ending this stream. It, it is a bit of a gamble because <laughs> he's a little bit of an unknown. But listen, last year when he was a starter, he was five and zero, eleven touchdowns, two picks, has a ton of weapons in a in a horrendous division. A horrendous guys. Luke, he gets to play the Rams and the Cardinals twice a year. So you know, four games he's gonna fucking ball out. Seattle's not great either. So I I I like him as like a I'm I'm talking about this is this is the sleeper among sleepers. I would not draft him as my starter. Golf, I maybe would advise that. This I would not. I would say you draft your quarterback first. If you're not sold in your quarterback, if you got him last. Pick Purdy with your last pick, stash him on the bench, and then if he starts balling out, throw him in the lineup. Well, who knows when he's going to play, but yeah. Yeah. It ain't going to be Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, I just hate I hate the guy so much. I have so much hatred for that man. I hope he gets horrible. Yep. I know. But, so, I, so time, I know why Travis hates him because he came in. We – it was a Dolphins game. We're winning. We fucking sack Jimmy G, break his ankle. We were like, dude, we're getting this backup, dude. We're going to roll this game, and he fucking kicks our ass. So, Well, yeah. and then he goes on to have the stupidest run ever of just the flukiest fluke shit because defense stepped up. They got Christian McCaffrey, and then they had – they They lost me $100 for my season win total, and they have the reason I have to get an ass tattoo. But I'm just saying that that's another two. He has the weapons. He has Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Like I mean, it's just the the weapons are all there. You missed you missed the best weapon on that fucking team outside of Christian McCaffrey. To me, who's Brandon Ayuk? Um, yeah, Brandon. I'll talk about that later. Sorry, I'm a little drunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> As in Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Um, anyways, that'll jump me into mine. Um, I'm gonna go along like with Jarrett's thought process, because you said outside top 10, if you're in a 10 man league, that means that's technically probably not your starter at all, because if you're in a 10 man league, you probably are going to pick a top 10. Um, I could have copped out with Tua or Aaron Rodgers Cause I think those are both good picks outside of the top 10 right now. Tua's I think at 11 and Rodgers is at 11 and 12. Yeah. Oh, he's at 12 now. Wow. Yeah. I, th- I thought I saw him at 14. So there you go. 11 and 12. I went with – I have two here. I'm going to give you my main one, and then I'll give you the one that I had a thought from too. Um, my first one is Derek Carr. I, I like Derek Carr with the Saints, I think. I think that – and I, I've said this about him before. You could probably go back and, and listen to the archives of my sleeper picks for quarterbacks from years past, and Derek Carr is going to be one of those guys with the Raiders. Um, but I just think that, like, for value, you could probably get him with the goddamn last pick in the draft if you wanted to. Um, he's got weapons down there. And my thing is he has a defense that's going to keep him off the field and is going to help kind of develop that game plan. Um, and he's also got a check down guy in Alvin Kamara who can also help him. If you're thinking from a fantasy perspective, gaining some points in that re- regard as well. What scares me is guys like Taysom Hill taking snaps, taking goal line yep. snaps, um, things like that. So that's where I was a little hesitant. The second one is the one that I was like, I ain't nobody going to do this, but I'm going to throw it out there anyways. And it's Baker Mayfield. Um, and it's because of his weapons. I love his weapons in the, in Tampa Bay still, even though I talked about them a few weeks ago and I wasn't sold on their team. You got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans back there. You're going to do good things. That's Baker would be, he might not be a season long stream. 
A great streaming quarterback. Yeah, yep. sorry, Travis. Yeah. No, nope, that's like, okay. You got it. You took it. From yeah. Me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you're you're that guy that drafts one quarterback, which I think everyone does now, for some reason, and you need a guy one week pick up Baker if I'll the always, matchup makes sense. Always yep. a two quarterback guy. Always. Have always been. two quarterback. You know, there's no reason to stack up on wide receivers and running backs. There's no sense. Yeah. You'll never They're use them. Yeah. Exactly. All um, right. But I will say that. Sorry, just real ahead. fast. No, yep. His schedule also helps too. I, I just think that the Bucks schedule is is if you do need a streamer, there's going to be a lot of weeks where Baker's a good streamer to have. So well, yeah. I mean, they play the Panthers and the, <laughs> the Falcons four times a year. Four so. times a year, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the last touch, the last thing I want to touch on is is Mahomes worth that early pick? I think he's obviously QB one. I think he's ADP fourteen. Travis, if I'm not if I'm not or eight. He is 14. Is 14. Eight, yeah, the 14th overall pick. Um, yeah. But actually, wait a second. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you're I right. You're right. Um, I mean, how if, if we're talking early, um, I definitely would not reach and take him into the first round. Um, no. But let's talk about the leap from him to last year's QB two and three, which is Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Um, Patrick Mahomes averaged 25.2 points a week. Allen, 24.2. Hurts, he did play a couple of weeks less, which is why he was three, but he averaged 25.6. Then after that, you start to take a drop. I wouldn't touch him in the first or The only way I would take him is like late second if you absolutely love your first round pick. Yeah, that, that, that was my thing too. I mean – especially in those PPR leagues. I mean, you, you look at, at what's available right there around his ADP. You got AJ Brown, Amon Ra's going to be there. I think other weapons that can bolster your roster, especially, you know, you made that first round pick. You probably got, you know, whether it's a running back or a pass catcher, hopefully went pass catcher. I, I'm big on pass catchers this year. Um, and if you're sitting there like, do I draft AJ Brown or Patrick Mahomes or Amon Ra and Patrick Mahomes? I personally would go with the receivers over Patrick Mahomes because we talked about the value there is in quarterbacks this year. Here, here's a good way to look at it. You think about the probably the drop off between a weekly average of Patrick Holmes and QB. Like, I'll, I'll even go as low as like eight. It's probably about five or six points per week. And then you look at the drop off between like your Amon Ra or AJ Brown, and then like your, I don't know, who's a low Tri- end wide receiver. Um, Braxton mid end, mid no mid. Mid-end ones, yeah, Christian Watson. The drop-off in points per week is probably going to be a lot more. Yeah. so Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you want to get your points up front. And, you know, like you said, like Chuck said, if you knocked your, if you got Tyree Kill in the first round or Justin Jefferson in the first round and you're loving your pick and Patrick Mahomes there in late second round, you know, maybe you take sure. them. Because, you know, Pat Mahomes and Justin Jefferson and Pat Mahomes, Tyree Kill is killer. But I, I personally don't think he's – I've never been a quarterback early guy, quarterback first guy. I love to get either either running back and wide receiver or wide receiver, wide receiver filled those first two rounds. And then I, – because I know that quarterbacks, especially in Tim and League, quarterbacks are a dime a dozen. We just talked about Jared Goff, ADP 17. I know Brock Purdue is a bit of a stretch, but, you know, even he said Tua and Rodgers are 11 and 12. Like, those guys are going to be you, there. If you don't take him in the second round, though – there's always that idiot in your league that will that'll be like yeah. just middle of the road decent have a have a good team on paper and that's about it so i would say yeah. stay away and i my thing too is like and i lost my train of thought so i guess apparently i don't have a thing too 
Um, oh, I've been fucking like Jarrett, you said, I've been playing fantasy football since 2014, and I don't think I've ever taken a quarterback before the fifth round. Yeah. And I've done pretty well for myself in fantasy football. So I'd say that like drafting a quarterback early is not like the game changer that's just gonna make you the the league winner because you got Patrick Mahomes instead of fucking even like a guy like Justin Herbert that you're gonna maybe get in the fifth or sixth round. Like, Unless you like me when I drafted Peyton Man when the year Peyton Manning broke the passing record and I had Peyton Manning <laughs> and Demarius Thomas and the the tight end on that team, I had them all on my team, and I just fucking I kicked everyone's ass. Yeah, and then you but, kept him the next year, didn't you? Yeah, I did, uh, <laughs> and he was terrible. But so we'll just we'll leave it at that. You guys leave it at your discretion. Mahomes is a generational talent. I don't think it translates to fantasy football very well. So let's go ahead and move on to running backs. So running backs, we're gonna have a little bit of similar categories here. You know, void sleeper, and we're gonna talk about a, 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 one other topic. So top 10 ADP running back you guys are avoiding. Mine was a super easy fucking decision. Very easy. Um, Mine was – go ahead. Do you want me to go? Mine was yep. – uh, it's Jonathan Taylor. Mine too. So, so mine. he is – okay, yeah. well, I'll go ahead and list off all the talking points so you guys can't talk. Um, eighth running back overall. So, I mean, yeah, he is lower in that top 10. But he's also the 15th player overall. Why? So, so tell, 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 tell me right now. High. Why is everyone still valuing running back so much? Why? Yeah, it's it's definitely not a year to go running back heavy. Uh, maybe RB zero in uh, you know until the fourth. You round. just took a big talking point from me for later, but it's fine. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, but it was announced today that he's taking a leave of absence for the team. Uh, well, yeah, Jim, Jim Irsay is too busy shipping orcas across, across the country, across the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it, and that's why, because he they couldn't figure out uh, his dispute with his pay and his contract extension. Um, last week, he's also shown limping around the field in street clothes. Uh, situation's not good. He included that, that there's trade rumors swirling outside of him staying with the Colts. Dolphins are the first pick, are the favorite to land him. Please I'm don't call me crazy. Um, I don't like a situation, and I think it's very rare that even if he does get traded, that we see like a success story like CMC being traded last week, last year. He's not going to like hop in and be immediately great. So Jonathan I, Taylor and the Dolphins would be a horrendous fit. Travis, you know, that. I wouldn't be mad. He doesn't I, fit in that. He doesn't fit in that yeah, scheme. That's, so that's so that my thing though is, is like sense. I'm with Travis there. I wouldn't be mad, and I'm not even a Dolphins bad. fan. And the only reason <laughs> is just because of how good of a, of a power running back he is. And like, it, it could add a dynamic to that Dolphins team, though it may not fit the scheme itself um, that could take them to the next level. I digress regardless. I'm going to kind of skip over and I apologize, Jared, but I'm going to skip over what Travis said um, because I did have a backup because I didn't know if JT was a bit of a, of a cop out because we've seen all the issues with the team and the, mm-hmm. um, and the trading and stuff. So I mean, the, the, I, let's put this way: the culture would be horrendous too. Like, yeah, I, oh, I, so I, I don't like. I didn't like John. We weren't Taylor. on our episode last week. So we oh, yeah, I, had him at, th- I had him I at three and fourteen. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like Jonathan Taylor, even if he has a good contract situation. This is going to be a fucking horrendous f- a football team. No chance to run the football at all. That's that's yep. my. Who's your other one? I had uh, Derrick Henry, and this is my reason. If you're going to go top ten, if you're going to go top ten running back, he's the only Jared guy that anybody's year, worried about. Not well for him. I, I did, but it's the only or Jared did. Sorry, um, yeah. 
it's the only fucking dynamic of that offense they have, though. And so I think he's going to garner a lot more attention this year than even he did last year. He's getting older, too. I think that's going to hurt him. Again, it's a top 10 running back. He's still going to have a great season. But if you're going to avoid somebody in that top 10 outside of JT, I was looking at that list, man, and there just wasn't a whole lot of other running backs that I wanted to avoid because I kind of like the top 10 in terms of running backs this year. So I would, my uh, honorable mention would be Bijan Robinson. I just, he apparently so. At RB3. RB three, RB three is high, but I think you could still. I mean, there might be. That's outrageous. In, you, if, if there's anyone that I'm with in. that drafts Bijan Robinson in the first round, I'm looking dead in the eyes and tell them that they're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then the only thing, really fast, my my talking point, and you kind of you kind of dissipated it, so I won't go too much into details. My question for you guys was going to be on the spot is. What are you valuing more this year, wide receivers or running backs? I think you kind of already answered that question. So. I've always been – I've never been a running back guy, really, ever. I've always been – you know, I love the – especially in PPR. Once once we made the move from – from you know, we started out as fantasy noobs kind of in 2010-ish, 29, 2010, or 2009. Two, a lot of time we didn't do PPR at yeah, all. Yeah, we didn't. Not even half. Once, once we made the switch to PPR – I slowly realized how invaluable pass catchers are. Even I, I, I would value. I would PPR value should, full PPR should not be a thing, though. That's no. Ridiculous. So, 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 ha, ha, so, yeah. All of our leagues are half PPR for everyone listening. But I value pass catchers over running backs so much more because also of where the game's evolving to. Like even now today, is like you look at teams like the Dolphins or. Um, the the Chiefs, even if they're up and winning games, they're not necessarily pounding the rock because we have seen teams that that pound the rock when they're up. Fumbles happen, crazy shit happens where you end up losing the game. You try to bleed too much clock and it, and it doesn't happen. I feel like everyone's now kind of realizing like, hey, we have the lead, we have the we have the foot in our throats. Let's let's step on it. Um, and they're no longer playing conservative football. And I feel like that's why you see running backs like Dalvin Cook who aren't getting contracts because the running back position is not that valuable in the NFL anymore. So my caveat to that, and the only caveat to that that I have is, you're not wrong about that from a football perspective, from the, but from a fantasy perspective, that rarities, that's a bad way to put it, but it makes the running back position more rare in terms of value because you only have a couple teams who have a running back that is true and is getting points. That's that's kind of the way I look at it. Is like if you don't get those top three, four guys, then you're not that's getting my thing, points though. in your running back position. The guy, the guy, the, the teams who get those top three, four guys, they're not getting the top three or four wide receivers. They're not getting wide receivers the top, blow. Yeah. They're getting like nine point wide receivers, but we're getting twenty. Yeah, so yeah, so it's equal out a little you. bit. I just think you can hit more on wide receivers because they yeah. get the ball more. Or there's three wide receivers. That are getting the ball or that are out there on majority of the snaps. Yeah. One running back most of the time. And so, I will say it's a, it's a lot different than like, I think in like 2018, I think it was like running backs. I think you, you almost had to go running back first just because of the way the league was. But nowadays you're right. Like, like last year. Yep. Like yeah. it, it, it is shifting. And now you got guys like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, like just yeah. low. I mean, like also, I would avoid the entire Saints backfield. Because they just signed Kareem Hunt oh, today. Yeah, and oh, also did they really, yeah, yeah. 
And okay. real fast too, just to, to put it in perspective, because Jared, I do agree with your point for this year. Um, you had guys last year like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the same team that both had over 1,300 yards. So like if that doesn't show you how much value a wide receiver can have when you've got your second best wide receiver on the team putting up 1,300 yards and like 10 touchdowns. like a stupid amount of catches. Yeah. yeah. it's it, it just shows you right there how valuable that position is. That was my talking yeah, point. It, I digress. We can move along. <laughs> and Tua only played – if Tua plays a full season, those guys might hit 1,500 yards each. So – um, anyway, uh, we'll move on to sleeper running back. Now, since running back's a little bit of deeper position, unlike quarterback, we're going to go outside top 20 ADP. So you're, you're talking about, you know, almost every, if you're in a 10-man league, most everyone has at least one, mostly two running backs. You're looking for that guy that can fill in, you know, a slot or, you know, be a fill-in guy for those weeks where your RB2 is not playing on bye weeks. Um, so outside top 20 ADP, there's a lot of value, I think, outside top 20 ADP from what I saw. There is, and I am I'm not, I'm not necessarily taking a cop out because this is also a risk. I'm going to guy at the 22nd RB position. I'm taking Cam Akers outside this. He is the 55th, yeah. 55th overall pick, but I think th- could this be his year? I think so. He exploded to end the season last year. He was the RB4 over the final six weeks of the season. I think he averaged a little over 85 yards uh, in each one of those weeks. And then heading into this year, he's finally has the clear-cut number one role in this backfield. I think Sean McVay has also said that, so that's kind of why I also think that. They offloaded Sony Michelle, who had been hopping around team to team. Um, but at the end of the day, I think he's also in that 22nd RB spot because we saw what happened last year. There is a risk. He had the starting role, and then week one, all of a sudden, he's just not playing. Damn near gets cut in the middle of the year. Um, so he is taking a flyer on him, but he could be your RB2, you know, picking him up in the sixth round. So Yeah. No, I, I, I love that pick. I think Cam Akers is a solid running back. I have one who is moving from one team to a new team. Um, I'm going deep with DeAndre Swift. Um, he's the 25th. That was my second one. I was he's literally 20th. typing out my notes for him, and I was like, wait, I'm going to go Cam Akers. <laughs> yeah. 25th RB, 25th running back off the board, 61 overall. He's uh, he's in Philly, for those of you who don't know. He went from Detroit to Philly. Um, and listen, Miles Sanders had literally a career year last year in Philly in that system. Um, got him a big contract in Carolina. And I think, you know, when Swift was at his best, when he can stay healthy, he was a top fantasy running back in Detroit on a bad Detroit Lions team. I think on a good Philadelphia Eagles team, he can be the very, he can be the same. So again, he's 25th RB off the board. So you can get him after you've already drafted two running backs if you're in a potentially a a 10 man league. Um, But I think he's going to be there in in the late rounds. Great RB too. I think my one, my one argument about that which hey i like him too is the fact that he is a little bit less of a talented runner than miles sanders i think and more of like a pass catcher but i still like him i think he's more physical than miles sanders though i think, yeah, but I think miles physical. sanders miles sanders broke off for some fucking long ass runs a lot yeah. yeah but i like that pick ethan yeah, I'll be real quick with mine. If you listen to my episode last week, I had a guy who was my breakout player of the year. It's Rashad White. Um, I, I'm not like a hundred percent convinced on it, but if you're if you're looking for value, he's an RB one for his team. Um, 
I'm going different than what you guys had. I think that in that system without Leonard Fournette, he could thrive. I think he's going to be a three down back personally. I don't think Keyshawn Vaughn's going to take a lot of snaps. Um, and so I think that just from vo- a volume perspective for a team, that's also kind of trying to figure it out. You got a new quarterback. Um, when it comes to fantasy, I think that he's going to garner a lot more points than people think. And it's somebody that, again, you can get um, almost as your RB three. So I don't hate that. I just uh, hope for your sake that you're right. Um, I just have struggles believing that offensive line, like as a as a run blocking squad. But yeah, we'll see. we shall see. He is, for those who don't know, I don't think you said it. He is the 24th running back, 68th overall pick. Yeah, right below Cam Akers. So there you go. So you have it. So we're going to move on to our last section of the R of, of the RBs. We're going to keep this quick. Um, in the years past, I think this was an easy question. I, to me, it got a little bit tougher this year, but we, you always, I thought it was easy. Oh, you always, you always, you always want to have that running back cuff. So best running back cuffs to draft that, that, that are realistic, obviously. This is the most attainable thing ever. And I think it's very easy because even if they both don't end up being starters, you're going to have one clear starter and it's Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. Okay. That was mine too. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, 14th running back, 37th overall, so you're taking him in the fourth round, likely. Uh, David Montgomery, 30th RB, 74th overall, so an eighth-round pick. So you're spending a fourth and an eighth that could potentially end up being same-week starters, kind of like you saw in DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams last year, uh, if they're used right. But even even if not, you're ending up with a clear-cut number one back. But here, here, here's my thing. You know, Jamal, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift last year in Detroit – Obviously, for everyone who's not following here, Jamar Gibbs and David Montgomery are now in Detroit. Um, you know, Williams and Swift last year combined for 1,600 plus rushing yards and averaged four and a half yards per carry between the two. I think uh, Jamal Williams had just over 1,000 rushing yards and Swift had like 500 or something, but Swift also had also had some injuries. Um, I, I, I think what Travis said is perfect. Like, obviously, they're going to go into the year with Gibbs being their main guy, but Montgomery is a fucking dog. Let's not forget I don't know. Montgomery. I don't know who's going to start. I really don't. I think it's going to be straight down the middle. So, so that's where that's where it's going to leave you in a bit of a conundrum. Like, if you draft these guys yeah. and you cuff them, like, who do you start starting week one? Like, it's going to be probably will get boned week one if you don't get. I was right saying you're probably be boned. You're probably get boned the first couple weeks. But like Travis said, you're going with a clear cut. I think top ten fantasy running back out of these two. That was my pick too. I love it. Um, you know, I had to have one Homer pick during this episode. Uh, Fucking from where you can draft them though. Right now, Aaron Jones is listed as running back 13 and AJ Dillon is listed as running back 32. At least we're Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is 17 and a half PPR and AJ Dillon's 33. That to me, that's like you, you could go grab a couple other good running backs if you want to. Um, but I, we we saw what they did last year, and that's my thing. Like Aaron Jones, until he proves us wrong as a top ten running back, and AJ Dillon when he's not when Aaron Jones is not healthy, can also play like a top ten running back. And in this system where you're you've got a new quarterback, you're probably going to rely on more of your guys who are more um, uh, what's the, stable. I'm looking for, I guess, which in this offense right now is just Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Um, I, I just love having both of those guys on my team. It's something that I'm without giving away my draft strategy is what I'm going to look to have on my team because those are so two my, guys that I think my will be only most reliable. Pro- 
My only problem with that is like, what is the Green Bay offense going to look like without Aaron Rodgers? That's my only better thing. than last year, in my opinion. Because <laughs> he my, looked like dog my, shit last year. My thing is, and I don't hate that because now I'm looking at his numbers. But I had Aaron, or I had yeah, Aaron Jones in 2021, which was his worst year in the last four. He had 799 <laughs> yards. The other three, he had over a thousand, and it yeah. pissed me off to no end that year because it's like. Anytime I need a point from Aaron Jones, they're running with A.J. Dillon. Oh, they're on the three-yard line? Hey, guess what? A.J. Dillon's getting a touchdown. Hope you better don't have Aaron Jones in your starting lineup. So oh, it just made me so mad. <laughs> but, I mean, theoretically not a bad choice, but yeah. it, he just left a bad taste in my mouth. That's fair. You're also going to be in that conundrum of, of who to start, though, because I don't feel like that's it. In well, you're going to be with that with any cuff. I view cuffs as, like, injury stuff. So, like, Detroit – isn't easy enough for you're getting you're getting a good running back. Same thing in Green Bay here. Like if Aaron Jones does go down or AJ Dillon goes down, you have a clear cut number one back. Um, That's my thing. Is AJ yeah. Dillon has proven himself to be a, a good successor to have. Like if if this were last year, it would have been Zeke and Tony Pollard. Had, had hindsight, had we known that shit, like that's where I would have been. But yeah, I mean, low key though, not to be a Dolphins homer, you could also do most certain Jeff Wilson. So. I, I would go. Mo- I would old. go Mostert and A Chain because I've heard a lot of him coming up and getting more reps. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's 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 keep going because that's that's gonna play in my <laughs> list. So we're gonna we're gonna round out. Um, that's gonna round out running backs. Shit, we got two more positions to hit. All right, and rookies. So let's move on to wide receivers. So wide receivers. I kind of love this open to interpretation. I hope you guys went top twenty because I did. I did. Um, or, or 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 top ten at least because I did. So top 10 slash top 20 ADP wide receiver you're avoiding. Mine was an easy, clear-cut choice. Mine might be controversial. Mine is the 16th overall wide receiver, 44th or, or 40th overall pick. Mine is Debo Samuel that I'm avoiding, uh, mainly because we talked about it many times throughout the soft season. The QB situation in San Francisco is not great. Also, you look outside of that, his drop-off from 2021 to 2022 was insane. Granted, he did play three games less last year, but listen to this shit. He had 700 less receiving yards, four less receiving touchdowns, 100 less rushing yards, five less rushing touchdowns last year. The output's not there. It's not sustainable from the height that he had coming off his 2021 campaign. In the late fourth, early fifth round, I think there's a little bit bigger names to be had than Debo Samuel. And he's not the best wide receiver on his own team. I'm going to tell you that right now. I see it this year. So you like it? Yeah. Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. No, I don't hate that either. Mine's a little bit of a bigger name. Mine is wide receiver seven, 16th overall, Devontae Adams. Not touching this dude with a ten foot pole this year. I think I the almost Raiders picked are, him. <laughs> Jimmy G. I everyone who's listened to this knows I love Jimmy G. I don't think Jimmy G. can throw the deep ball like Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr can. That makes Devontae Adams the receiver that he is. Like he's that guy that's going to run that guy down the field, just go up and get it. And Jimmy G. Don't don't have the arm for that. Jimmy G. loves his checkdowns. So whoever the fucking tight end is going to be, you know, Josh Jacobs might get a lot of volume from Jimmy G. I just don't see Devontae Adams doing it. I think their their offense is going to take a step back. Also, there's just too many unknowns with this team and with the coach. 
Um, and what I think is going to be a tough division. You know, clearly the Chiefs are in there. I think the Chargers got better. I think the Broncos got better with their head coach. I think the Raiders are honestly the worst team in that division. So I would just avoid them. To, to spend a second-round pick on Devontae Adams to me is wild. I would never do it. And it, with, the, with the unknowns of the quarterback. So I don't – Go ahead. No, oh, okay, I was going to say um, – You could say, like, this guy's fucking high because he's coming off a 1,500-yard season, the second-highest – yards he's ever had uh, up until the season prior to that, also coming off 14 touchdowns. But you look at his receptions. He's only caught he only caught 100 passes last year. Yes, I say only because he's had many years that he had more than that. Um, so you're looking at likely a lot of, like Jared said, long ball, which Jimmy G typically doesn't throw a lot of long balls. So that was my second one. He's either a boom or bust every week. Yeah, so I – I didn't even like think about that because obviously being a Green Bay Packers fan, like I still root for Devontae. And when I was looking at the list, I was like, I ain't gonna pick him. But you kind of just convinced me because from from a fantasy perspective itself, you're right. Like, I'm not gonna take him with a high pick when Jimmy Garoppolo is his quarterback, re- regardless of who it is. Um, I'm still not gonna take him just because I want to give my talking point too. Um, but I actually don't hate that at all. I actually kind of like it a lot, and you've kind of convinced me to maybe avoid him in some draft picks in some future fantasy drafts. Um, I actually had two because when I read top 10, top 20, I thought you meant pick one in the top 10 and pick one in the it. top 20. More content. Uh, right at 10. I looked at ESPN's rankings, so this might be off a little bit. Um, but I have DK Metcalf, and then I have Keenan Allen. Um, and DK I, I said- is 15. Keenan Allen's 19. Okay, so for some reason, an ESPN DK was 10. Um, you might not have been Allen looking at like half 17. PPR. Probably, Probably the standard, yeah. Yeah. Um, either way, um, I'll start with Keenan because I talked about this when we did divisions, and I'll be really brief. I just think he's getting older. I think when you got guys like Josh Palmer, Mike Williams, and Quentin Johnson in that lineup, I think that it's going to start, and I love Keenan. I've had him on one of my fantasy teams, I think, each of the last three years. But it's also bit me in the ass, and that's part of the reason why I'm picking him this year. Health issues, slow issues. Um, I just Also, you want to know why? Why? 50% of Justin Herbert's completed passes are going to Austin Eckler. And and also a really good point, though. He's not. I mean, it's funny, but he's not lying. Um, so I, I don't like Keenan Allen for that reason. And I don't like DK specifically. And the only reason because of where I thought his ADP was, uh, regardless of where his ADP was, um, of the guy they drafted. And I'll talk about that in a little bit in a second too. I think he's going to lose a lot of receptions to, um, JSN. So there we go. So we, uh, Got the ones we're avoiding. So sleeper wide receiver. This is out. We went outside top thirty ADP for this one. So deep, deep sleepers. Um, you know, you're talking. Wide I couldn't receiver believe threes. my guy was there. My guy seems. Yeah. So if you can't believe he was there, if you're that convinced of him, tell us about him, Travis. I mean, it's <laughs> the number thirty. It's the thirty fifth wide receiver, eighty fourth overall. It's George Pickens. Uh, oh, he's I don't I don't understand. I'm all bought in on his hype. He's posting all this shit. He's making a really <laughs> good statement in the preseason. So he is he is writing checks and his ass better cash them. He had a solid, <laughs> I mean, he had a solid rookie campaign that he had in between seven to eight hundred yards. I think he can easily eclipse a thousand yards a season, given what that wide receiver room looks like. 
and you're getting him in the ninth round here. Yeah, and he's the wide receiver yeah. one on this team. Yeah, I love I, I I I overlooked him to be honest with you. I love that I had Pickens on my team last year. I love him. I drafted him. Um, great pick there. No no pun intended. Um, my great <laughs> yeah, great pick. Great Pickens there, boy. <laughs> so my I'm gonna go with uh, the wide receiver forty four. Overall, 103, Kadarius Toney. Um, I think he was a great asset for the Chiefs last year. They have no Juju. They have no Miko. Outside of Travis Kelsey, who the hell are they going to throw the, throw the football to? Someone's got to catch the ball. Um, it's a bit of a flyer. I think he's a great wide receiver three flex option. Like, there's no way, and, and he's going to be an every week start. You but will I know within the first two weeks if he's worth any shits. That's what I'm saying. Yep. I, I just think for where you're getting them at, because like, name me name me another receiver on the Chiefs. Go, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Justin Watson. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> but he had some big moments in the playoffs. He had he had a seven catch game uh, in, in in the divisional round. I think he has some value on this team, and I think he's worth a flyer for a wide receiver three or a flex spot for sure. If he's there for you. I just, uh, again, for your sake, I'm not, I'm not saying I hope you're wrong. I hope you're right. But something leads me to believe that they picked him up. Cause like, you know how those teams like pick, pick up a person for their postseason run, incorporate them into their game plan and then just never use them again. Yeah. I feel like that could happen, but again, maybe not. Maybe he is actually good. Who knows? Potentially. That's a good point, though. I didn't think about that. I'm a fucking idiot. No, listen to me. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> um, All right, Ethan. Yep, I had I had a main one, and I had a backup one. The main one was George Pickens, so I'm not even going to spend any time on that. Um, I actually like that. I was just kind of reserving that to wait through your talking great points. Pickens. Um, I agree. It's some great Pickens. Um, <laughs> my second one, again, is just it goes back to what I literally just said. It's Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um I I personally think that if you're gonna if you're gonna thrive in the Seahawks offense, I I think he's gonna be the one that kind of dives above the rest. I'm not taking anything away from DK. Tyler Lockett also is amazing, but he's getting older. Um, and oh, Jackson Smith no. and Jigba is just <laughs> so young. Um, it's so versatile as a wide receiver. Come in and replace two thousand yard receivers from last year. That's what I'm saying. Like, like the volume concerns me there. Volume concerned me I, so bad. I think he could. Take I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but yeah. to take over wide receiver one, I'm not saying he's going to take over wide receiver one. We're talking about sleepers here. Um, yeah, you are. You my are. first you one was there. George Pickens, so I'm not even could, taking. My could first they? Pick, would they be the but, first team ever to have three thousand yard receivers? No, but I think that if somebody's going to lose out on yards, it's going to be Tyler Lockett. And I, I know I just picked DK. Yeah, I don't know, man. That dude get that dude's open every fucking play. <laughs> and he's the healthiest but. motherfucker. Cause I don't know if you've seen that, like the video of him just catching balls. And he like, it's, he, he does the hold X on Madden. He does like the safe catch and he just rolls to the ground every time. The dude never gets hit. Yeah. I don't okay. Know. I, don't so know. I just had a feeling. Then, I just had a feeling. I, I'm, so I'm not seeing that at all. So there's only been, there's only been five teams ever. That have had three thousand yard receivers. That's so impressive. The last one was two thousand eight. Can we take guesses on the two thousand eight at least? 
you guys should know you guys should know 08 and 04. Before that, the last one was 1995. 08? Oh, Bro. 13 years old. <laughs> there are guys that I mean two of oh, them make sense. The third one, I'm like, what the fuck? Both of them Ooh, like 08 and 04, you're like you're like, oh, these makes the first one makes sense. Who the was fuck 08 like and I, I'm probably got my years all fucked up, but is so is it do the I. Cult? Colts was 04. Okay, Colts so I had my ears fucked up, but I figured Colts was 04. Reggie, Reggie Wayne. Um, Marvin Harrison had 11 13. Reggie Wayne had, had 12 10. And then Brandon Stokely had 1,007. Brandon Stokely. Nice. Dude, 08? 08. Oh, yeah. Was it the Steelers? The Steelers? Nope. 08. Was, wow, good pick. They, play, they, <laughs> they played the Steelers in the Super Bowl. It was the Cardinals with Kurt Warner. They had Larry oh Fitzgerald, yep. fourteen thirty-one, Anquan Bolden, ten thirty-eight, yep. and Steve Breston, one thousand and six. I got the first two, two guys that barely had over a thousand. <laughs> yeah, nineteen ninety-five was the third one. Is it fucking the Cowboys? No, it was the Falcons. Eric Metcalf, nope. Terrence Mathis, and Bert Emanuel. Is that DK's dad? I don't know. And then, and then the first one ever was 1980. San Diego Chargers had Kellen Winslow, John Jefferson, and uh, Charlie Joyner. M I Z baby, Mizzou yeah. great. Kellen Winslow, DK's dad is Terrence Metcalf. He was a guard for the Bears. So, there you go. so for them to get three thousand receivers would be a pretty pretty big deal. It's been not not been almost done in twenty years. So could have fifteen. Yeah, I close. he'd probably be in the seven hundreds. If I had to guess. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I I like that pick, Ethan, but I'm just like Travis. I'm worried about Tyler Lockett and TK Metcalf. If one goes down, we're good to go. <laughs> All right. So we uh, we went to running back sleepers. We're going to do a quarterback running back tandem. This has become super popular since I, I referenced it earlier in the episode. Peyton Manning. Quarterback and, wide receiver? Yeah. Is that what I said? You said quarterback running back. I'm oh, sorry. Quar- oh, quarterback, I didn't even listen. Quarterback wide receiver tandem. This became super popular back in. Uh, we're talking about Peyton Manning, Demarius Thomas. To me, there's a there's an option that I think we could get two dynamic receivers and a quarterback that make a ton of sense. Where their ADP? Two. No, 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 not 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 two tandems. There's a quarterback okay. and two receivers on this team. <laughs> oh, quarterback yeah, and two receivers on the team. So, yeah, I thought so you meant two one waddle and one Tyrese, wide receiver. Is that what you're going for? No, I'm I'm yeah, I'm saying yes. You could draft Tua late and still get <laughs> I you know, we all had to come up with that. I was like, no. what? No, no. My my mine mine is you could draft Tua late. It doesn't have to be a QB one because Tua's ADP is 91. So you give him in the ninth round. Um, and then you could do Hill or Waddle. You're not gonna get them both. Um Hill's eight, Waddle's twenty-two. If you got them both, you're Good. fucking Good for you. You could. I mean, that'd be. I don't in. know if I want to have an all dolphin squad as my fantasy team, but <laughs> shit, might as well go with Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert too. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's that's, that's, that's when I was looking at the I was looking at the quarterback wide receiver tandems. I'm like, that's the one that like you have the best option. You can draft Hill or Waddle. You get to a late, and you could still draft another quarterback if two is, gets hurt or whatever. So that was that was my pick. I've got a sixth and fifth rounder. You could draft them back-to-back rounds if you'd like. I've got Trevor Lawrence as the eighth quarterback, and then I've got Calvin Ridley as the 15th wide receiver. Uh, hey, 
Calvin Ridley's coming off a uh, a year by. Okay, so he's gonna be fresh, ready to roll. Pretty big gamble. He looks. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good picking right there. Um, But that's I mean it's good value. You draft a guy in the fifth and sixth round, and it could be just an electric combo that you have all year long. So I don't I don't I don't know if you guys have noticed this over the last four weeks, but Travis and I are on a pretty big same wavelength that we got going on here. (laughs) Um, that was mine. I oh did have God. a backup because I did a lot of prep this week. I was pretty proud of myself. Um, that, that was my pick though. I mean, and that is like the fucking, to, to me, that was like a no brainer. I, I got not playing fantasy leagues with you fuckers this year then. Yeah, no shit. I had a feeling one of you guys was going to take like the two of Tyreek. I didn't think you were going to go waddle too. I don't hate that at all. Um, I actually think that's pretty decent. But if we're gonna avoid both of those, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna avoid the Tyreek and the uh, Trevor Lawrence, the third one that I had was Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson, just because of value. You can take Aaron Rodgers in the fucking what he's like. What, what you say he's twelfth quarterback right now. I had him at fifteenth or whatever I said earlier. Um, and then Garrett Wilson, you can probably grab in like he's the in the second round. round. He's so ninth, late, late 19th. second, third round. Um, yeah. it, it is a tandem you can get. Uh, I just think good value again. Rogers is aging, so it's it's a gamble. This is a true gamble outside of Calvin Ridley. Um, th- this is a true gamble. Aaron Rodgers could go out there and look like dog shit. Garrett Wilson proved himself last year to be a dynamic rookie. I think that he'll do good things in his second year. It really just lies on how good Aaron Rodgers is, and if he's not, it's not going to work out for you. But if it is, it's it's a good tandem to have. Um, again, that was also a backup pick. From from what Travis said earlier with uh, Ridley and Trevor Lawrence, so there you go, three All different right. options there. I like it a lot. Let's move on to tight ends. We'll blow through these pretty quickly because tight ends are tight ends. Um, and this first five, one should be fucking unanimous, unanimous. Yeah, top, Don't even go into it. <laughs> top five ADP tight end you're avoiding. Ready? One, two, three. Kyle, Kyle Darren Waller. Stop. He's the sixth. <laughs> I don't count. I don't fucking count. I have Darren Waller at four. He's actually seventh and half PPR. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. What were your picks then? It wasn't unanimous. Let's hear it. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. It was unanimous. Uh, Okay. Well, you know what? Had Kyle Pitts been in my top five, probably would have picked him too. (laughs) But Darren Waller was in mine. Darren Waller would have been my honorable mention had he been in the top five, but he wasn't. I'm not touching Darren Waller with a fucking 30 foot pole. So, no. Darren Waller's in a And until until Kyle Pitts can catch a ball or prove anything right, yeah, you're high. If you think I'm taking him, even in the seventh round, I don't give a fuck. Not obviously. All I put was obvious reasons. That's all I put. Like we don't, we've seen what we need to see to Kyle Pitts. I got a uh, Don Russ clearly um, Kyle Pitts card hanging up in my frame on the wall over here. And as soon as I get a good enough card to replace it, it's fucking going down. You can so, probably sell it to Sean Malone because he loves Kyle Pitts. Yeah, no shit. All right, this one's interesting though. This is a sleeper tight end outside of top ten ADP, which normally, like like Ethan said, like you know you're going outside top ten ADP. For tight end, it's the same thing, quarterback. It's the guy you can get, but sleeper tight end. That's what it is. I hate, to, I hate to be the guy because I really – I don't want to be like, oh, just outside the top 10, but I really love the guy at 11. Uh, I honestly put yep. a – I'm drafting my team, Dalton Schultz. Yep. 11th overall. Right out of my mouth. 
118th or 11th tight end, 118th overall. I loved him in Dallas. He is where he is because he fell off last year because they decided to use three different tight ends down the stretch for some ungodly reason. But Houston, he'll be able to establish himself as a target early on. Rookie QB, uh, he's just a good option. I mean, if you're, you could pick him, obviously, you could go zero tight end and pick him at the very end and have a good tight end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, like, realistically, if you don't get Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews, or Hawkinson, you might as well just wait. Maybe Goddard, but I I don't even know then. Um, Mine's a guy that's even deeper than that, Travis. I have a a backup just in case I didn't go first. A deep, deep dive. Greg Dolchich is my oh boy. He is tight end 15 for, for the Denver Broncos, for those who don't know who the fuck this How guy is. Take him over Albert O. Albert O's he's Albert O's my breakout player. Come on now. Yeah, he's not a, he, Albert O's not on there, guys. So let's let's, don't care. let's be real here. <laughs> don't care. Injuries have been kind to that to that, to that young fellow. Um anyway, he was rookie last year. His rookie year, 55 targets. Four and eleven yards, two touchdowns. Not wow numbers. I think that does improve this year a little bit. He is going to be the guy in Denver. I think that offense is going to be a little bit better, obviously, than last year. You can't get any fucking worse. So the fact this guy got a four and eleven yards, two touchdowns on a dog shit Denver team, it's only going to get better from there. Uh, again, I, I like I'm I'm with Travis too. Like if you're going to go tight end zero, this could be your guy. Travis's guy could be your guy. I'm not saying this should be like your draftable. You know, number one tight end, you might have to drop him and pick him back up and do that throughout the year. But if you want to go tight end zero and stack up on quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, shit like that, uh, not a bad option at the end of the draft there. Fair enough. Ethan? I don't have any talking points because mine was fucking uh, Dalton Schultz. So, and I didn't have a backup Sorry. for that one. There we go. Um, Here's your backup. Your backup is Chigazim Okonkwo from fucking Tennessee. Um, because he so, actually had a decent year last year. My next, my next talking point on tight ends. Hot, hot button topic. Travis Kelsey. He's ADP six no. right now. Is he worth a top no. five pick? <laughs> no. And I, and I'm not even saying like the dude racks fucking points like no other. I, I will not discredit that. But my reasoning behind it is this: um, the tight end position is growing. From a fantasy perspective, in my in my opinion, um, you have those still same top four or five guys, right? But I, I think that there are going to be guys that could surprise you this year from a points perspective in fantasy. Um, guys, again, like Evan Ingram, who who showed out last year and could again show out this year. Guys Pat like Fred. Dalton Schultz that we just talked about that are way down there that could produce with C.J. Stroud. Um, if you like Dolchich as much as you say you do, I, that's another guy that, like, with the limited number of targets, I think that there are in Denver. Just personal opinion, um, he he could have a good amount of points. You've also got a lot of young tight ends, Dalton Kincaid, fucking um, Darnell Washington. That maybe it doesn't show out just this year. But the fact you, I'm just saying, the future of tight ends in fantasy is growing. Well, you exactly though. You you get my point. There's guys that I'm not even thinking about. So yeah. I've, I've I've never been a guy. There, there was one time in in one the league in the in our punishment league where he, Travis Kelsey got taken top five overall. And that guy, I think got got second to last that year. Yeah, I got him last year in the second round. Um, 
And here's here's where I come in with this. Last season he finished. I'm saying no as well. Last season he finished tenth in total points outside of QBs. So that right there shows you now worth top five pick. Um, and he had an amazing year because he had such like enormous weeks. But I would personally never go tight end even inside the top ten. There's always those guys who go off for twenty plus every week. He is certainly a contender for like maybe that like. 10 to 12 pick. Um, but he fell off. And again, I had him last year. He fell off so hard at the end of the year. He didn't catch a touchdown in the last six weeks. He had two games over 75 yards in the last six weeks. And that's your guy. That's your, there's your first round pick and you're in the playoffs and you have a guy with no touchdowns and 70 yards. Yep. So there's a consensus, not worth a top five pick. I'm in the same boat. Let's move on to a category we have not talked about before. We're talking about rookies. So we have two categories for rookies. And I want you guys to take this approach. I hope you guys took it the same way I kind of messaged you guys about it. But the first one, we're going to talk about a dynasty player that you – so if you're in a dynasty league where you keep players, keeper league, whatever it might be, a guy where you, you, you're you going to draft him knowing like, hey, he might not play this year. This dude's going to be a stud in like two, fucking two to three years. I have – a pick that I think no one else might have, but let's go to Ethan first. Let's go to Ethan first. God damn. Why you got to put me on the spot like that? (laughs) Because I didn't really have a guy who I I don't necessarily think is not going to play. I mean, you Um, can't be wrong, but but a guy who I think a lot of people would be right. Yeah, no, right. And and I don't think this is a guy necessarily though. Who's going to get a lot of playing time this year in general. Um, We saw him a lot last year as sec fans. I like Jalen Hyatt a lot. I really do. Um, and he's with the Giants. I don't think he's going to maybe necessarily go out there and blow people away this year, though that wide receiver room is thin. Um, but I think that's a guy who, you know, two, three, four years down the road could establish himself. Um, he, he just, he's so explosive off the line. He's a deep threat. He's also a good route runner. Um, that if you're, if you're in a dynasty league like I am, that's a guy that I'm looking at in my third round. Um, cause we only have three rounds in our dynasty league just because we only have an 18 league. It's just what we started out with. We're in our sixth year now. Um, but like a third round guy who like, after I take some of those top tier guys, um, Jalen Hyatt's who I'm going to be looking at. So he actually is my flip flop cause we're doing two different categories here. He is my rookie to draft. Uh, for this year that could be good because I think he's yeah. a starter by the end of the year, and I think he establishes himself as one of the top wide receivers in that offense given how bad that wide receiver room is this year. So there you go. That's you can steal one of my picks. That's what I say. Yeah, he, he's not on mine, but a rookie play. We also – our second category is a rookie player you're drafting this year that's ready to play. I think he gave me that category. Um, Travis, I don't want to steal another one of yours, so I think we might have the same player here for – Best fantasy, best dynasty player to draft that might not play this year. You don't have my guy. You can go ahead. I have Devon A. Shane for the Miami Dolphins. Um, the running back out of Texas A&M. This dude is a fucking speedy Gonzalez motherfucker. Fits Mike McDaniel's offense perfectly. And the reason why I think he might be great, not this year, but maybe even next year or year three, is because both the running backs are on a one-year contract, Mostert and Jeff Wilson one of your contracts are probably gone for this year. They draft this guy to be the guy. And I think if Mike McDaniel's system works, if the Dolphins do good this year, make the playoffs, he sticks around, the whole core sticks around, he's going to be a solid solid player in that core, catching pass to the backfield, 
running the ball in those little gaps. Um, so again, he might not get it. To, he's he's not going to be worth a damn this year because of Tyreek Waddle, Mostert. Wilson. Could be. Don't be the guy that misses him early though. That's what I'm saying. But I think in year two, year three, this guy's going to be the franchise guy at running back if McDaniel system sticks in Miami. Yeah, right now he is tenth uh, in the rookie draft pool. Um, Ethan. Uh, Jalen Hyatt's 23rd, so there you go. Um, My dynasty player to draft that might not play this year is Tank Dell, wide receiver out of Houston. Jared looking at me like he has no idea. Wide receiver out of Houston, (laughs) playing for Houston because he went to Houston. Um, He's currently ranked 31st in the rookie drafts. UDFA? Uh, no, he got drafted. Um, he is behind Nico Collins, Robert Woods, Noel Brown, and John Mechie. All guys who aren't like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're never seeing a snap for that team. So he might get some reps this year. Uh, he's got Noah Brown on a one-year contract. They got Nico Collins and Robert Woods having this year and the following year left on their deal. So I think he could easily jump someone in line if he Dude, performs him and, good. Him and, and, him and John Mechie could be good, a good one too. Yeah, because they're both insanely fast. So that's my thing. So we'll cut for him. Tank Collins. Okay. All right. Tank Dell. Tank Dell. Sorry. Tank Collins. His real name name is Nathaniel Dell, but everyone calls him Tank Dell. I'm on my second whiskey Coke. I've drank this much so far tonight, which doesn't make a lot. You ain't got nothing on me, my brother. But it is. So – uh, we already told Travis's last talking point, but we were gonna one rookie player you're drafting if available. Travis said it was Jalen Hyatt. Ethan, I'm gonna jump in before you. Uh, one rookie player I'm drafting if available, and you guys might call me crazy. This I like Jordan Addison in Minnesota. Um, someone's got to play compliment to Jefferson to, to Justin Jefferson. Um, I think this guy might this guy might be the guy. Again, we're talking about a weak NFC North outside of the Lions. Sorry, Ethan, I don't think the Packers would be great. Obviously, we're not gonna see we already think the Bears are gonna be good. Uh, so opposite of Justin Je- Justin Jefferson, when teams are like double teaming him and you know getting on his ass, someone's gotta catch the ball. And I'm not mistaken if I'm crazy, but they didn't they don't have the white guy anymore, right? No, he plays Adam for Thielen. the Panthers. Who? Adam Thielen. He plays for the. He plays for who though? The Panthers. Well, the, Panthers. the white guy. <laughs> they don't have that white guy anymore. That motherfucker he was, was the, the only best white, wide receiver in the he league was the three only years white, ago. I know, but he was the only white receiver on the team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> Travis knew exactly what I was talking about. That white guy. No, I know, but, but I'm just. I I think it's funny that you didn't know his name because the dude was the best. Well, I won't say the well, best. I, one I, of the best I, wide receivers in the league three years ago. <laughs> I did know his name. Two of these ago, I knew his name. Now I do not. Um. <laughs> So Jordan Addison's my pick. Um, I'll, I'm, I almost said I'm going with a rookie too, but then you know we're on rookies, so I'm going with a rookie wide receiver who is also on a team that has some established wide receivers. Um, I talked about him earlier, though. It's Quentin Johnson. Um, I think Keenan Allen is is getting older. I, I worry about his health. I worry about his speed off the line. Something that the Chargers desperately need is somebody who's quick off um, the line of scrimmage. 
I think Quentin Johnson's that guy this year. I really do. I think that he's somebody who's going to jump guy, right pal. into maybe that slot. Um, I know he's a bigger wide receiver, though, so like putting him in the slot, maybe not necessarily. But I, I still think that he's going to be a guy who um, is going to make a big presence in that offense. Um, he was also one of the guys that I toyed with a little bit as a quarterback wide receiver tandem um, with Justin Herbert. And and I know that, that's why I didn't pick it, because it's a stretch. But I don't. I also don't hate it if you do. So, all right. Yeah, oh, I, I don't hate it. <laughs> I just um, I hate Quentin Johnson because I bet on TCU in the uh, <laughs> college football championship, and he just didn't look like he wanted to be there. So fuck him. <laughs> I've also had a lot it's- of drinks, so I mean, my opinion could change tomorrow. I don't care. I mean, you, no, you liked him. I feel like at the beginning of the year, that's fine. If you do, he could yeah, so, 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 four so, weeks so, ago. So, I talked about him as a breakout player, rookie. Of the year. So here we go. Here we go. Okay. So if he's going to be the wide receiver two in the offense, here's a list of injuries. Mike Williams has sustained since entering the NFL. <laughs> Herniated disc, knee strain, back spasms, hamstring strain, hip flexor strain, high ankle sprain, two times and a transverse process fracture. So, I think with Mike Williams, you, you you keep talking about Keenan Allen's age. Let's talk about Mike Williams' health and why Quentin Johnson could be a potential fit into that well, in that role. You throw you, you throw both of them into the mix, then he might be wide receiver one for that team by the end of the year. So there you go, there you go. It's not looking good for the Chargers at that rate. <laughs> no, not looking good for the Chargers. Go Chargers. No, but they paid uh what's his name too much money. <laughs> Justin Herbert. Can't pay Herbert too much money. Too big of a deal. Highest paid QB in the league. Brandon Staley's gonna get fired this year. The whole franchise comes I don't know how he didn't get down. fired last year though, to be honest. So. <laughs> Worst coach of that league. playoff loss. So I, I always saw the TikTok Four. of like coaches ranked on the hot seat. He was two and Todd Bowles was one. I feel like Todd Bowles has low ex- low expectations. That, that, that's my thing there. I don't even know how you can like put Todd Bowles on the hot seat though, because it's not like he inherited some fucking who the fuck I mean, is he lost Todd Tom Bowles Brady. Coach? The Bucks. The Bucks. Dude, that dude's hopped all over the goddamn place in the last <laughs> five years. Yeah, but it's like it's not like he inherited some god team. He came in on Tom Brady's forty-five year old age career, so him being on the hot seat's weird. Um, and I and I love Baker Mayfield, but they signed Baker Mayfield to a, like a flyer deal. So like, yeah. how are you gonna fire him after that? Yeah, so yeah. if you're talking about you're talking about expectations versus reality, you feel like Staley has got to yep. be the hottest, the hottest coach in the league. Again, I don't know how Staley wasn't fired last year. So if you if you have the hottest of the hot seats, it's Brandon Staley. Also, hot take here: the Cardinals coach will be fired. Oh my god, before one and done. He he may not even make the yeah, like you said, end of the season. The guy's a cornball, nice. bro. Dude, he's a he <laughs> seems like a nice guy. <laughs> Dude, fireworks coming out of you, man. Like fucking. That's corn. a guy I want to play for. No, not me, not me. All right, if he's trying to Let's... light a fucking fire under me. It ain't happening. Sorry. That team's gonna be so bad, so bad. Hey, me and Ethan like they're over and win, so. Well, because it was so goddamn low. <laughs> what was it, two and a half? Four. That team no, can win five games in that division. Yeah, easy. They did last year, they can this year. All right, 
that's going to call it uh, episode 208. Uh, I don't think Ethan will be joining us next week unless he's just feeling lonely and wants to hop on to hear us talk. But we will be covering the big UFC card that is next weekend. So till then, peace. Peace out. Bye.